Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. Uh, self and my sister Winifred were born in the log cabin there in on Dry Hollow. Uh, my uh, first uh, uh, recollections that I can remember is uh, we uh, dad decided to uh, build a house uh, around the uh, a frame house around the log cabin and uh, while we were uh, uh, while he was building the uh, new house why uh, he uh, uh, cleaned out uh, a building that had been used for a chicken house and made it into a living quarters. So um, we lived in the uh, chicken house uh, while they built the uh, new house. Um, uh, back in the, uh, that was, I was born in 1910 and um, You're just a kid, you're younger than I am. <laughs> We, uh, the winters seem to be uh, uh, more winterish than, than they are now. Uh, we occasionally have quite a lot of snow, but it seemed uh, mostly that we did have a, a lot of snow during the, uh, that area of time. And uh, oh, uh, I don't uh, remember. Um, when my uh, my dad was and the community uh, people there, which uh, homesteaded in there about the same time, uh, built a, a log schoolhouse uh, down uh, about uh, two miles below where our house was, and uh, that's uh, where I uh, started the school. My brother, he had to start school on Mam Creek, and then, of course, after we got the schoolhouse built there, why well, he went to school on Dry Hollow, and um, we uh, drove uh, in the winter time. Why uh, uh, we drove a, a team and a, a sled uh, down uh, to the schoolhouse. Uh, when the snow was deep and uh, the uh, neighbors used to ride in the sled down to the school. Uh, uh, part of the time, not all the time did we drive the team, but part of the time. And uh, in uh, I uh, have a lot of uh, fond recollections of going to the school and uh, there were the uh, was one 
big family group that was in the district there that helped build the, the schoolhouse, which was the uh, uh, Smarts and the Stowballs and the Botoffs and the Harrises and the Clarks, and they were all uh, related um, in uh, one way or another. And uh, so uh, the most of the children in the school were kind of related. The, um, There were just a few families. Uh, there were about, uh, at one time, uh, when the, the school was uh, going at, at its largest, uh, there was uh, 35 children in the school in that uh, area there. And uh, most of them were with, within uh, a mile and a half or two miles of the school. And so that was back when the most of the ranches were 160 acres or 320 acres, 320 acres. You spoke of Man Creek and Dry Hollow and Divide Creek. Yes. Now, did all three of those No, just, schools? no. Uh, the, uh, in our in the Dry Hollow schoolhouse, that was just the Dry Hollow district. There was a schoolhouse on uh, a Mam Creek, and there was a schoolhouse on uh, East Divide Creek, and there was a schoolhouse uh, up on West Divide Creek, which was the Fairview district. On the East Divide Creek, that school was the Larson schoolhouse, so that there was. Uh, four schoolhouses uh, in that area and uh, another schoolhouse in that area was over on Hunter Macy and um, that gives you an idea of how many families there was there. At one time there was over 50 children in Fairview. They had a two-room schoolhouse there and in uh, the Larson School District there was as many as 25 students there and then over at uh, on Mam Creek there was 10 or, or 12 uh, uh, students over there and then over on uh, the Hunter Macy there was uh, five or six or seven or eight maybe ten students over there so there were a lot of children in school at that time um, while I was going to school in Dry Hollow, I, uh, most of the time the uh, school teachers uh, uh, boarded with uh, uh, us there on the ranch and uh, um, and I can, so I don't know, maybe I had a little edge. I <laughs> was in contact with the school teacher. Um, all the time and uh, teacher's pet <laughs> well no uh, I don't think that uh, anybody ever thought that I was the teacher's pet or no. the teacher's pest maybe maybe <laughs> maybe but uh, uh, our uh, we had a um, between the our ranch and this place where we lived there the our house and the schoolhouse there was a big hill it was about a quarter of a mile long, and uh, 
in the uh, winter time, lots of times why we uh, would, of course, have our sleds with us and we'd ride down that uh, hill to the school. And of course, during noon and recess, why we uh, had lots of fun. And uh, Dad built a what we called a bobsled uh, that we had two sleds, one in the front and one in the back, and then a plank between the two sleds, which uh, oh, eight or uh, nine or uh, maybe uh, ten kids would get on this uh, bobsled, and uh, we'd really go down the hill in a hurry on it. I remember when I was teaching in the Larson School that uh, sometimes they would come to sail to pick me up, and it would be sleigh, and that was such a treat to ride in the sleigh with horses going up through that snowy country. And uh, as you were growing up, uh, where did you go to high school then? Uh, I went to high school in uh, Silt. Uh, I didn't uh, run buses then. Uh, um, I uh, stayed with uh, uh, my uh, uh, brother's uh, mother-in-law in, in Silt and went to school and uh, then before I stayed with her, why uh, I uh, stayed with uh, Lewis's, Claude Lewis and, and Mrs. Uh, Esma Lewis, uh, who was a teacher in, in Silt. I stayed one winter with uh, them over on their ranch and rode the uh, bus to school, and uh, or went rode with her to school, whichever was the most handy. Did you start farming then? Well, I I just uh, grew into uh, farming. Uh, farming uh, um, I think back, and it uh, uh, seems like that uh, I wasn't. Uh, uh, a boy without something to do very long. Uh, while we were uh, still on the homestead place, uh, uh, we used to uh, herd the cows uh, out on the uh, creek there, and uh, uh, they—that's how my folks. Uh, made quite a little of their living was we milked a lot of cows and and they uh, churned butter and sold butter and uh, in uh, Leadville and Aspen shipped it at that time and uh, so uh, uh, we had a job uh, uh, herding the milk cows and uh, we uh, started uh, we had it so that we uh, kind of worked to help things go from the time we were able to uh, be out there and, and herd those uh, milk cows. And then then uh, when I was uh, 10 years old, why I, uh, of course we'd done all of our farming at that time with team and horses, why I uh, drove a, a one-way plow, a plowing ground when I was 10 years old. And uh, then, uh, we Is that when you had to hold onto the handlebars of the plow? 
No, no, it was a one-way plow. I drove three horses on a, it was a riding plow, but it uh, went around and around the field. It was a one-way plow. And, uh, yes. Um, then, um, of course, the, we had cattle. Uh, when I was about um, in, uh, 19, 18, uh, Dad uh, bought it. I was to be uh, eight years old. Why we bought a, a cow permit, and uh, from then on, why we run a lot of cattle on the forest. And uh, I, uh, I rode a horse from the uh, about the time I was able to walk. Why I uh, learned to ride a horse. So. Uh, isn't that uh, area used now for sort of a roundup of cattle, people who have their cattle on the range? They still, they still run a lot of cattle on the range there. The East Divide uh, has a, um, a cow camp, which they did back there, which was the old Larson camp. But when we went to run cattle on the uh, East Divide, we bought the Larson permit, cow permit, and uh, that's when we started running cattle on the uh, East Divide, and then they had a cow camp on West Divide. And uh, at one time, they run, uh, it was 1,500 head of cattle. That is, uh, there was more than that. Uh, um, but the most permitted uh, was on the forest was about 1,500, between 1,500 and 2,000 on East Divide. And then on West Divide, they had between uh, about 3,000, between 3,000 and uh, between two and 3,000 and 2,500 on the uh, west divide. And uh, they were close together. Uh, they bounded together uh, between them and uh, they didn't have any fences between them now, uh, then like they do now. It's Isn't there a fence at Haystack Gate? Yes, they, they, most of the uh, uh, Places are fenced like between Four Mile and East Divide. There's a drift fence, and between East and West Divide, there's a drift fence. Uh, but uh, back when we started running cattle, there was no fences up there then, and so uh, the uh, cattle uh, inter they kept them apart as much as possible, but they still intermingled, and uh, they had to uh, in the fall why they make exchanges of cattle because it'd be cattle, East Divide cattle over on Four Mile and there'd be Four Mile cattle on East Divide and... Is this what you call the Roundup Days? That's right. When the, uh, they had the, uh, they had two Roundups. We used to about the uh, 15th of September, uh, why they'd go up and they uh, round up the cattle and uh, cut out the beef, what we call the beef ride. And uh, we'd uh, uh, take the, uh, the beef cattle home, the steers, and uh, fat heifers, to, uh, those that you didn't want to keep for replacement. And uh, then we let the rest of the cattle. And at that time, uh, they didn't have the shove-offs like they do now. The cattle uh, stayed up there until the snow uh, drove the cattle home. They didn't. Uh, Go up and push them out of the, out of the off of the forest. 
and bring them home like they do now. At, at one time, like I said, there was at one time there was no fences uh, between the uh, spring range and the forest range. At, uh, it was all open, and uh, they run on what we call the public domain. And uh, at one time, uh, we had a permit with. Uh, running on the public domain and the forest, we had permit for uh, 700 head of cattle. We uh, used to run 700 head of cows. At one time, we run cattle all the way from the Colorado River, which was the Grand River then, uh, uh, clear up and uh, onto the forest reserve. And it, there was no fences that divided anything, only just the ranches and lots, uh, lots of the ranches uh, didn't have, weren't completely uh, fenced. Uh, there was a lot of uh, deeded land that didn't have any uh, fences around them, and the cattle run on that also. So uh, there was a lot of area. We would used to turn out cattle as early as the 15th of March, and, and then they wouldn't gather all of them in until the snow run them home, which would be lo lots of times uh, in lo late November when they'd get them home. Well, that time's been cut now. You don't put them no. out until June and that's bring right. them in. And yeah, they, we come off, they, have, they come off of the forest by the 1st of October, and uh, they get on the um, lowest spring range uh, uh, about the 1st of May now. And then they go on the uh, Forest Service on east of I've about uh, First of July, and then a little earlier on West of High. After your farming, after maybe you could call it retiring, you became very interested in uh, the historical community of Silt, and you, with the help of the other people, have built quite a museum, quite a quite a complex. Can you tell us? some of your memories, share some of your memories of that. Well, um, it's in 85, wasn't it? 82. In uh, 1982, I, um, the CMC, uh, why don't I let Alice tell that? No? <laughs> uh, uh, in 1982, uh, the CMC uh, had a call of a meeting amongst the different communities, a meeting in each community, uh, trying to uh, uh, figure out a way to uh, preserve some of the past that was uh, uh, getting away. And uh, so they... Um, we formed the Silk Historical Society. Um, I, Alice was more involved with the CMC than, than I was, and uh, it was a pretty stormy night, the night they had the meeting, and so I didn't want her to drive down by herself, so uh, I took her down, and I ended up getting elected president of the Silk Historical Society, which it was called when we finally uh, got it organized, and uh, that was in uh, 82, and uh, so um, it, uh, considering it only uh, 88 now, it, uh, it 
for a while it didn't grow that fast in a way and in a way it did. Uh, uh, first, uh, the school district uh, had a piece of land right across from the uh, schools there that they weren't using and so uh, they uh, deeded that it's about a half a city block and uh, they deeded that land to us and so we had a start uh, we had a place to work from and then uh, they uh, was building a new library in Silt and they'd moved in a modular for a library there, a temporary library so uh, the uh, library uh, district gave us that modular which is a pretty good size building, it's a double wide trailer about uh, uh, 40 feet long and we put that in for an office and uh, we and, uh, we had uh, a, we was looking for buildings what our idea was was to preserve some of the old log buildings and the uh, items the historical items that people wanted to donate to the society and uh, so then he got started why there was uh, uh, people ready to donate us buildings and, and machinery and pictures and books and so um, we have a now so that uh, we have a piece of land and the lady in Denver gave us the practically gave us the fence for going over and uh, hauling it home and we have a chain link fence around our lot and uh, uh, we have moved in a lot of buildings and uh, uh, one we are especially proud of is the Austin schoolhouse which one of the, one of the first country schoolhouses in the, the county and uh, we have a log cabin and uh, that was a homestead cabin and and one cabin that we're I'm especially proud of that came from Mam Creek which was on the old Cat Hunter place which Hunter Macy was named after and uh, this cabin is uh, uh, somewhere between 185 and 100 years old and uh, we have a large machine shed that we put our machinery in and we have lots of machinery out there to get together and bring in and put in it. You have uh, quite an interesting complex. You have a lot of things to see and a lot of things to tell and one half hour goes by too quickly. Uh, you have been listening to John Bolton from Silt and uh, John, I'd like to have you come back again because there's so much more you can tell us about that silt area. This is, just I remember, Kitty and Kay had shared memories with John Bolton. As I say, our time is very, very short. So I hope that you come back again. Thank you. No, you just hold it over there. It'll take my take up my voice. You don't have to worry about it. Is it on? Um, what uh, 
year did you uh, teach uh, school in uh, Dry Hollow? I, I mean, uh, Larson School. Larson School. Yeah. I tried to think of the date. It was the year that the Harvey Gap mine blew up and killed little Billy uh, Cook. Cook, yes. And um, he was my first grader. So that was the year when I was teaching. It was right out of high school. And of course, I was going to be very dignified and be a very uh, respected teacher. And I bent over backwards to be that kind of a teacher. I was to, when the, my sister and her husband took me to um, the Larson School, and I stopped at the Frank Blackman place. Frank Blackman was the president of the school board at that time. And I asked him where I would be boarding, because I knew I would be boarding with one of the ranch families. So he and his wife, Iva, directed me up the road, and they told me to go past the schoolhouse to what I assumed then was the Jessup place. Yeah. So I knocked on the door, and some young man came to the door, and I could see another young man sitting there on the chair. And I said, Mr. Blackman sent me up here that I was supposed to board here. And this young man's face turned red, and he says, but lady, we're bachelors. And uh, here I was. My dignity was, oh, I could have passed through the floor. Anyway, we went back to Mr. Blackman's house, and here uh, he was just uh, laughing his head off, and uh, Iva was just uh, grinning because the two bachelors were her brothers, so they thought that was a good trick on the school teacher. But that was the next day when we started school. For some reason or other, I was very nervous, but I was going to be very dignified. So all day long, I was very busy. And for some reason or other, I did not sit down on the teacher's chair at the teacher's desk. I was all over the place. And of course, as soon as school was out, and the kids all went home, I went to the chair. Thank goodness today's over. And I sat down. That chair fell apart. <laughs> and here I sprawled all over that floor. And I thought, oh, oh number two. So anyway, I put the chair back together, and I saw that it was very firm. And the next morning, when the kids came back to school, the very first thing I did was sat down on that chair. <laughs> and they watched me all day long because that chair did not collapse. <laughs> <laughs> How many students did you have then? At that time, I had, uh, I don't remember the exact number, but I had two first graders. I had some third graders. I had some fourth, fifth, sixth graders, I had an eighth grader, and I also had a girl that was taking high school classes, doing her work at the Larson School, and then we would turn her work in to the Sill School on a Friday. We had a lot of fun. They were almost as old as I was, the three good children, and uh, on uh, Saturday nights, we used to go to the dances of the other country school. We had a real good time. And on Saturday nights, I wasn't quite as dignified. I was dignified mm -hmm. and all that, but I wasn't the school well, teacher. The, I was just a 
the silk the uh, the silk con school was consolidated at that time, wasn't it? That I don't remember. Oh, uh, did did they uh, had they hadn't they, wasn't they running a team and uh, a bus a school bus? No, from, they wasn't running a team not, not uh, bus to, to the Chad Marson School. No, no, but I mean from didn't from down at the uh, at uh, the Cave Hill and. Uh, were they uh, at that time running a, uh, a team and uh, from the Cave Hill down? They may have been doing so, but I don't remember that part. You know, I do mm -hmm. remember Esma Lewis because she was teaching there. Yes. And uh, I, I don't know whether they that team uh, in 1920. Uh, I graduated in 29. Um, I I think uh, where did the the good family live at that time? I couldn't tell you the location of the um, they were uh, on this side, the silk side of the school. Yes. And on a place um, across the road on the um, I suppose you'd say the south side of the road. But I don't remember the. Uh, oh. You don't know what place they were living. They were. Uh, well, uh, were they weren't too far from the school. No, they were within walking distance they of was, the school. They wasn't living on this. Uh, the uh, Sam. Uh, no, um, I can't think of. Still can't think of that. I don't know whether it was a Sam Larson or place or not. Um, I can't think of that man's name for sure, but the uh, place uh, right on, right west, you know, the, the lane goes by, the, went by the school and went right straight west and then turned. I was wondering if they might have been living on that place, right, uh, right straight west of the Jessup place. I don't remember the goods living there, but I just, I was just trying to figure out where the goods were living at that time. Uh, that the goods were going. How many children did you three, say? Three two, good children? Two girls and a boy. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, um, uh, the cooks, the cooks were going there. And uh, do you remember the family's names? No. You don't remember all the different families' names. You know, this has been years and years ago, and I, even though I have it as a remember program, I don't remember all those things. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I remember it was such a tragedy to have little Billy killed. Oh during yes. That Were year. the um, in 1920 the Larson John Larson girls. Were going there, were they not? No, they were already. They out. were. I were out. They, they, they were already yes. out. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering. Yes. If they weren't already out of uh, uh, of the school at, uh, in 1920, um, they were in high school. Um, My other little first grader came to school. His name was Edward. And he says, Teacher, I can spell Capper's Weekly. So I put Capper's Weekly 
on the board. And it's amazing how many sounds in Cabbers Weekly, when you separate the sounds, how many words we can make with Cabbers Weekly. And uh, anyway, when um, by Christmas time, Edgar was reading with his third grade sister. And uh, you don't remember his last name? I'm trying to think of it right now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, yeah, he said uh, he could always remember capitals, and he could remember one especially because he could tell it to Tassie. His sister's name was Tassie, so he could remember Tallahassee because he could tell it to Tassie. Mm-hmm. And you were speaking about on your, as I remember, program, about the cattle. We had an experience one time when a bull got away, and he was outside the schoolyard, and he wouldn't let us come out of the building. He every was in time, the schoolyard, huh? And every time any one of us even pretended to come through the door, why here he would come out there and kick up dirt and bellow at us. <laughs> And of course, Mr. Blackman and I, you know, they were worried because the kids weren't coming home, so they came up to see. <laughs> and uh, that bull nearly upset their car, but they finally chased him away so the kids could go home. <laughs> so there was a lot of fun, a lot of extracurricular fun in uh, teaching in a country school. I live with Blackmans. And Frank Blackman's mother and father lived in Newcastle. And I remember visiting them. And her home was so neat and spick and span, everything in its place. And Frank said that as growing up, he can always remember that. When he picked up something, when he was through with it, he put it right back where it belonged, or his mother saw to it that it was there. So, but uh, the Larson School is, at that time, was on its last legs because there were so few children, and um, I don't remember whether how much longer that school was kept open or when the children were sent back to to Newcastle and Silt. I don't remember for sure when uh, the Larson Schoolhouse uh, uh, stopped uh, having school. It was quite a while before the, the Dry Hollow School. The school, Dry Hollow uh, School was one of the last schools to uh, close down and, and uh, uh, send the uh, students to uh, uh, sell. Uh, but, uh, the Fairview School was also closed down, but I do not know the times. I'm no. poor about times. I, there's too many times to well, remember. Well, the, yeah, the Fairview School, uh, I think the Fairview School uh, was a few years, shut down a few years after the Dry Hollis School. No, that's right. Same time, that's right. Yeah, they started running the bus, yes. Yes, they, 
uh, they closed down the same time because when they closed the dry hall school, why they started running a school bus uh, to pick up the uh, children and go to. Uh, The, uh, we used to cross the Fine Powder Place from the, where the Blackwoods lived, and uh, there were bees over there, several beehives. And uh, Frank Blackman's son was, well, he was mischievous, and he would love to get those bees irritated. And many a times we took off across that field in quite a hurry to get away from the bees. Well, was he? That was Austin Blackman. That was Austin Blackman. Was he in school? He was my student. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. lost track of Austin. I've lost track of all of them. Um, and, uh, but I can't remember the uh, all the different uh, families uh, that were there. Uh, You say uh, Mrs. Blackman's brothers were the living on the uh, Jessup place? There were the two Jones. Oh, Jones, yes. Her yes. name was Jones, uh -huh. yes. Yes. Uh, uh, there was the, a younger Jones. Uh, now, that wasn't Pete Jones because he was married, I think, at that time. Well, there was uh, several Jones yeah. girls, and they have yeah. married yeah. Uh, people from down around there. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, really an experience for me, and I think of it many times because it was such a well. It was the beginning of my career. And there's nothing like teaching school. It's the best career in the world. Um, I stayed with it a long while. I'm sure that. My father, a homestead at a ranch on North Thompson Creek, the Arbanese own that property now. That's why I spoke of Haystack, Haystack Gate. Oh, yes. Because uh -huh. it was right up close up there. Mm -hmm. My uncle yeah. and my father had a farm there. I was born in Spring Gulch, a mining town that is no longer there. Of course, we know of Marion and Spring Gulch and Sunlight, the three little mining towns. Sunlight is now the ski course, and Marion is, uh, well, Marion and Spring Gulch are completely gone, but the Nordic ski uh, team have built a uh, nine-mile trail for cross-country skiing. Um, Jerome Park, which is just below where sunlight used to, I don't mean sunlight, but Spring Gulch used to be. Did you say you were on, your ranch was on Four Mile? No, it was on North Thompson Creek. It was on Thompson Creek? Yes. On North uh -huh. Thompson. On North Thompson, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And of course, the, at that time, there were three cattle uh, uh, cow camps up there. That's the Thompson Creek. That's where we uh, uh, take the water. We take the water. The headwaters are from Thompson Creek and uh, take the waters over the divide right. and put them into Motor China. That ditch. Yeah. The, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. How long did you teach school? 36 years. 
and when I first started teaching school, I had a little girl that wanted to know how old I was, and I wasn't telling my age then. But nevertheless, through all these years before I got this little girl, I had her mother, I had her brother, and her mother and father, and I had her grandmother and grandfather, so I had the three generations. And she doesn't know how old I was. And of course, I didn't tell her. I gave her some excuse. How so, did you? Anyway, she put all of their ages together, and she says, "Did you know Martha Washington?" <laughs> uh, you um, you were how old and you went? You taught in uh, Larson Schoolhouse. Eighteen. Eighteen. That's what I said. Then where did you teach? Then when you went from the Larson Schoolhouse. Well, I taught uh, on Cattle Creek, down here, Lower Cattle Creek. Yes. I taught at Crystal Springs, Missouri Heights. Yes. Then I moved to Carbondale and taught there the rest of the years. Oh, you taught in Carbondale. Yes, uh -huh. yes. I taught yes. here for mm -hmm. oh, 27, 28 years. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, um, a lot of these uh, students, uh, these uh, families that you taught, like you said, you taught the kids, they come to Carbondale to school later then. And I had, uh, as I say, I taught three generations in one family. Yes. And right now I'm on the city council and there is another young man on the city council who was my third grader, my fourth grader at one time. <laughs> and he is a remarkable young man. Of course, I can take credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about school, young man? He likes school. He likes school. I have a grandson who is a sophomore, but he is a big, big kid. So he's on the varsity team in Casper, Wyoming, because he's such a big kid. And uh, football. So he was playing yesterday, and I, of course, I'd like to see him play, but my family's too scattered. Uh, how how uh, how old is what is he in college? No no he's oh, he's a so he's a, oh, he's he's a sophomore, sophomore in high school in high school oh, in Casper yeah. oh that's in, where I am yeah in Casper Wyoming and then yeah. I have another grand great grandson in uh, Las Vegas who is uh, in junior high of course he's football and then all of my family my four boys are all in some kind of sports all have state titles of some kind or other because. That's all they did was sports. And my husband said I wasn't really a sports fan. I was a Ferguson fan. <laughs> and, uh, I really was a Ferguson fan yesterday when uh, my son was awarded the Morgan Award at Fort Collins. A doctor. He's going into computer science. And, and my other son, we lost him uh, four or five, about six years ago. And uh, but he was farming and in real estate. He was doing mostly, uh, his wife was in real estate. He was behind her. And where did he live? Here in town. I mean in Carbondale? Yes. Oh. He has a ranch, or that is, his two boys have it now, up on the side of Mont Oh. Mm-hmm. And in 20 minutes, you're out in the forest primeval by going up there. It's just absolutely a different world. It's virgin territory, and it's just it's beautiful and fantastic. 
And yet you're within 20 minutes of town. That's right. No. And it's uh, it's too bad that our wilderness is shrinking as it is. that out. I climbed the stairs yesterday and I thought, my goodness, I didn't used to worry about going upstairs and downstairs. That's all we did yesterday. We can have a cabin on the South Fork of White River six miles from the end of the trail. You've been over on Meeker yes, above, the Meeker area. up at the campground. Uh, I don't know whether you've been in that area or not, up by uh, Buford. It's 12 miles above Buford. Do you know the Willis Kinney's? No, the I don't Kinney's think so. They're Meeker. I don't too many about Meeker anymore. But my son was married to Doris Kinney, and she drowned in the Glenwood Pool. Oh. And two years later, my son died because He's quit living. He just, with her loss and all. But nevertheless, he was a state patrolman at Beaker at one time. Oh, yeah. And of course, the Kennys um, grew up there and um, still had relatives. They were a large family. Oh, yes. And Willis Kenny was the uh, uh, here with the state painted fish for a long time. Until he retired. Well, let's uh, see what. Did you have some more that you wanted to no, talk I think about? I've, I think I've covered most everything. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit carbondalhistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at carbondalhistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.